Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to episode number 14 of Inbound Sales Journey. I am your host, Gray McKenzie. I'm joined by Ryan Herman as well. And today we are continuing season number two of the podcast here where we are talking about the 12 most common objections that you hear when selling inbound services and the way to answer those. And this is a resource that I wish that I had had when I was starting Guava Box because there were so many objections trying to sell partnerships and services to folks that I ran into that I just didn't have a way to answer. And so what we're trying to do is take our experience, what we've learned from other folks in this field and share with you guys uh, what we have learned so that you can accelerate your learning process and your sales process. So last time in episode number 13, we talked about uh, is inbound worth the investment? How do I know inbound is worth the investment for our company? That objection that you hear if you did not catch that episode and you want to learn how to answer that, um, just head back and listen to episode number 13. But today what we're going to be talking about is why is your agency the best fit? So how do you answer this question or objection of there are all these agencies out there. There's tons of people there. I've got a bunch of options. Um, why would I pick your agency? So Ryan, I'm going to kick things over to you. And how do you answer that question of uh, as, as someone trying to sell services, why is your agency the best fit for me as the customer? Yeah, this is one that uh, if you haven't heard this one yet, you're going to hear this. Uh, and, and here's what I'll say. We talked a lot last season um, about whether or not you should be targeting a niche uh, with your agency, uh, the importance there for your own marketing efforts, um, but also for your own sales efforts. And this is where this one really can help you out. So if you have a particular niche, it's going to make answering this question a lot easier because if the person on the other end of the line asking you this question is not in that niche and you're not working with those types of clients, it's probably going to be a pretty short conversation anyways. But assuming that they are and asking this question, it becomes a lot easier to answer because you're going to be able to draw from past experiences of proven success working with other companies within this industry, within this field. Um, and that is just, this is just one more reason. This common objection is one more reason why, why targeting that niche, trying to figure out what industries are going to do best in it is helpful because what you can do is talk about, um, you know, in, in this case, I've worked with these other companies in this industry. This is, you know, problems that they had that are similar to yours. This is what we were able to do for them. And you can use case studies, you know, the, the power of case studies becomes um, so much greater when they are relevant in industry to the particular person that you're talking to uh, if it's a similar type of industry. So, for example, we do a lot in industrial manufacturing. If we have an industrial manufacturing lead that comes in, they might not be doing the exact same thing, but they associate it with the same industry. We can take proven results with other companies that are in the same field and apply that to the, what their situation is and what we can do for them. Um, if you don't have past experience, um, so if you're either going into a new niche, if you uh, are kind of new, you don't have a whole lot of clients with a lot of good case studies yet, uh, one thing that we did that was helpful was just using our own agency as 
as a case study. This isn't as strong, but you should have everything documented, obviously, in HubSpot or you know whatever marketing automation platform you're you're working within Google Analytics things like that to be able to say hey you know this is the power of inbound marketing this is what it's done for us alone as a company you know think about what it can do for you guys and try to try to pull some some practical uh, you know things from there so that that's how I answer it Gray but again this is just one more reason that you should be uh, be looking at a niche and uh, and seriously considering it if, if you're not already it's going to make this objection a lot easier to overcome. Right, right. Well, I'm actually I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. I don't think that uh, you said that using your own agency as a as a case study isn't as powerful. And I understand people want to see that folks who are similar to them, people like me, have achieved the success. But you should be your best case study as an agency. And so I know that with Guava Box, uh, when we're able to say, "Hey, these college kids started a business out of their dorm room and they grew it to 15k monthly visitors." Uh, 500 plus leads a month, a pipeline of folks coming in where we didn't have a network to piggyback off of. We had to build this thing using inbound. We haven't done paid ads and we've been able to scale this business uh, consistently using the engine of inbound marketing. I think that that is a powerful story and there's nothing, it's always going to be easiest to be most passionate and most excited about your own story. So I think that you should have your own case study and that should come up um, in this that's not to discredit the stuff that happens in a vertical and related case studies. I think those are really powerful and that's something that people ask for, but don't be afraid to share your own story. And so I guess in terms of my answer to this question, the first thing I'd clarify is that we are assuming when they ask, why is your agency the best fit that they already know why they need to hire an agency to help them. You may not be at that point yet. If they're not sure whether to do this in house to do this at all or to hire an agency, uh, this is another objection that you have to answer ahead of time. So I'd want to make sure that we clarify that. And then when you hear this question, everyone who's been in the agency space for a while is going to uh, kind of chuckle at this. But the classic answer is, well, it's our people, our processes, our portfolio, um, whatever it is. And what's hard is when you answer with those, they're hard to quantify. What makes your people better than some other agency's uh, people? What makes your processes better? There's some stuff that you might be able to get into but really, at the end of the day, hopefully we're talking about results. And and the way that people want their questions to be answered is they don't want to hear about your company. They want to hear about their company, even though they've asked you about your company. And so they really want to know uh, you should shape you should be shaping your response in the form of addressing their need. So instead of saying, uh, here's the company that we worked with and we achieved this goal, instead of leading it like that, lead them through a series of questions. So... Uh, hey, Mr. Prospect, you're trying to accomplish this goal that we laid out, right? Yes. Okay. And we've discussed this plan that's going to help you accomplish those goals. And you agreed that that seemed like the best next step for your agency, correct? And so they're buying in. They're slowly giving you this commitment to uh, the phase. So they're buying into your train of thought. And from here, you've gone and I've, I've shown you how I took my company or this related company through the same process and they achieve their goals. Do you remember that? And then if you have this problem and you need help and I've laid out a process, I've proven that we have the experience to use that process to achieve your goals, is there a reason why we might not be the best fit for you? What what concerns, uh, I don't think that this is, if I've proven all that and you agree with me about that, uh, what's the what's the real question other than are we the best fit? 
And so what you're trying to do is figure out what are they concerned about? Are they concerned about uh, something internally with their own company? And that could be uh, an issue. Are they concerned about something with your company that doesn't line up with what their expectations are? So it really is drilling down. But I would, instead of just saying, here's this case study, here's why we're the best, or our people and our processes set us apart, I would lead them through that process of, you are trying to accomplish this, correct? Yes. Okay. And this plan, you thought that this plan was the best plan. Um, and, and you're just walking them through this commitment process so that they're answering their own question and uncovering the truth for themselves. Now, obviously, the caveat is that you have to have already addressed those concerns. So if you haven't addressed these concerns before, if you haven't laid out the plan, if you haven't uncovered their goals, um, then why are you why are you giving them a proposal or why, why, are they, why is this question coming up? And so if I get this question before I've addressed those things, I'm just going to be honest and it's going to be a pretty short uh, response, which is honestly I don't know if we're the best fit yet for each other, um, but we need to continue our process where we have a defined sales process. We need to continue this process to decide if you're a good fit for us and if we're a good fit for you. And so you're continuing to qualify them just being honest and upfront front with them. And I think that this is where one of the things that we – struggled with the guava box for a long time is uh, didn't stick to, we had a sales process outlined, but we didn't stick to that sales process. And so if you are more rigid about what the sales process is going to look like, that's going to help you say, hey, I have a clear process for figuring out whether we're the best agency for you or not and whether our plan is the right fit for your, uh, for your company. So I think that th- that's kind of how I would respond to that if you have or have not already addressed those concerns. Gray, there's two things I want to point out. I think two just pieces of gold that you shared. Um, first, when you were walking through uh, kind of your script for how you walk people through this, if you guys notice when listening to Gray, at the end of those sentences, he'll make a powerful statement and then he'll ask like a, a question and it's a confirming question at the end. And what those are called, those are called mini closes. So the concept of mini closes is as you have this dialogue, uh, you are helping people uncover the truth for themselves and answer in an affirming way, not you telling them and and hoping that they hear you, but you asking after making statements, do you agree? Um, do you remember that? Some of those ones that you said, Gray, those are called mini closes. And what that does is if you go through these questions, these statements and get many closes, many yeses along the way, when you go for the larger ask at the end, it is a lot easier to go for the big close. So if you don't use that as a practice when you're selling, if you just have a conversation but are never affirmed in what you're telling them, never affirmed in that they're hearing you, that they are agreeing with you on some of the smaller issues, trying to close for the big deal at the end, it becomes so much more difficult. So Using the concept, using the mini closes throughout the entire sales process as you overcome these objections is so crucial um, to get buy-in in in small bits so that uh, you can get larger buy-in in in the end. Now, the second thing, Gray, that I really like and that I think that a lot of agencies probably don't do is answer – in the second, when you talked about the caveat of if you've addressed these or not, people want to affirm too quickly that they're the right fit because obviously that's revenue, that's a potential customer, especially if they're in the niche that you have laid out, why wouldn't they be a good fit? But if you haven't gone through and uncovered through your sales process to make sure they are going to be a great fit, it's going to be too too early to answer that. And what you've done is you've done what most people don't do, which is say, you know what, we might not be the best fit. 
And right there, when you say that, no one, I don't think anyone is really expecting you to say that. Most people assume that everyone just wants their business, but you just became a lot more trustworthy when you said, you know what, we, we might not be the best fit. There's still things that I don't know yet that to see. I want to make sure that that you that we're going to be the right fit for you, but also that you guys are going to be the right fit for us and that we can you know, be successful together because if I don't have all the information, how am I supposed to give you, you know, that answer right up front? So especially if this is a question that they're asking early in the sales process, you need to take a step back. You need to give them that as an answer, disarm them a little bit, and then start to uncover again. We talked about last episode, uh, digging in deeper to their concern. Um, and then what I talked about earlier, case studies and things like that, if you're in a niche, it makes it easier don't lead with that. Save that for the end once you've uncovered the rest, uh, kind of going through Gray's script there, some of the things that he talked about, getting those mini closes. And then for you, when you go for the actual close there and, and try to put their mind at ease, you know, I think we're going to be a good fit. And just to affirm that we've had success in the past with other clients and stuff, here, here's some case studies. You know, a lot of people ask for these if they're helpful. Um, but like you said, Gray, too, don't discredit your own story. I think that if you have had success in a similar industry, people can maybe relate to that more. But the passion of your own story, I think, is also very transparent as well. So I liked what you said about that, Gray. Awesome. Man, good stuff. Uh, this uh, this question excites me because I made that mistake at the beginning of Guava Box, which is why should I work with Guava Box and just instantly going to try and I think that you just come off as defensive and potentially desperate if you just instantly go into, well, here's obviously why, instead of asking those questions and getting their commitment along the way and just helping them. It's always more powerful if people uncover the truth for themselves. And if that's, we're not the best fit, then that's a risk that you should be, that it's not, you see it as a risk, but it's not a risk. You'd much rather weed those people out earlier. Yep. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up episode number 14. Uh, you guys can get uh, the show notes at doinbound.com slash sales journey. If you have not gone over to iTunes and subscribed, would love it if you do that. And also, if you guys have come up, across, uh, if someone has asked you this as an objection, if you guys have other ways to handle it that have been successful, feel free to leave those in the comments. Uh, again, at doinbound.com slash sales journey. Would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. One other thing that we have for you guys uh, that we created for this season, it's at the bottom of the show notes, is 10 Steps to Building an Inbound Agency Sales System. This is an ebook that we put together that outlines the different steps that we took to really build not just um, you know a set of features to try to figure out how are we going to keep things organized, but how are we going to build an actual sales system to handle these leads that are coming in or some of the outbound prospects that we have and make sure that they're being followed up with um, you know, and, and not slipping through the cracks that way. So feel free. That's a free ebook for you guys to download, uh, should be helpful for you. But, uh, until next time, that's episode 14. Thank you for listening to inbound sales journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinboundcom slash sales journey. That's doinbound all one word.com slash sales journey. Today's show was brought to you by the agency sales system, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash sales course. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe and make sure to leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.